When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Yo, what's going on? Hope all is well. I'm Duke. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan. And this is Nice and Neat, the podcast. With three quintessential friends dedicated to the 360-degree development of men. Our goal is to not only share our experiences, but offer as much value as we possibly can through the lessons we've learned along the way. When I say we talk about everything, we talk about everything. Character, discipline, career development. Oh, and let me not forget, we get real personal. Now make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our episodes. Write a review. Let us know what you think. Enjoy. It's been a minute. Yes, sir. It's been a minute. Let's go. I'll be the one to take the risk to go and get them bands. I'll be the one to never sit and go and make a plan. Knowing my mother getting old and I don't time. Gotta keep a couple for the road, the rest get left behind. Yeah. To the hundreds, pledge allegiance, I stand. I'm going to What's the deal, y'all? Hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode. Um, and welcome back to season two. I'm Duke. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan. And this is Nice and Neat. And you know what? Before we get started, fellas, I do want to let you guys know we got outside on the horizon. Yes, and we sir. also got nothing but 100% good vibes. Come on, talk to us. You know, so with that being said, I'm excited for our very, very, very first sponsor, El Himador. Wow. So let's go ahead and give our drinks up. Wow. And cheers to them. Cheers. cheers to us. Cheers. Cheers to an incredible episode. We have an incredible guest today. And I'm 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 not gonna get too deep into his intro because I believe that we'll be taking away um his just due by talking about him too much. But we have what we have coined him and the streets have coined him as Dr. Bay. We have Dr. MJ with us today. Let's give it up for Dr. MJ. What's going down, man? How you doing today, bro? We we, you in your scrubs, man. Straight from work. Straight from work. First and foremost, we want to appreciate you for being our very first guest. Um, you know, I I know us three, we got we got a lot of questions about going outside. You know, outside opens up. June 15th. Be close. You know, um, if you guys don't know, Dr. MJ, he's a cardiologist. He also administers, you know what? Because what? this is a big deal. It's a big deal. He also administers. Nah, don't say the vaccine. The, back, the, the oh, vaccine. Oh, man. you know, the you know, back. you might he 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 give you your jab. If you need your jab, he give he give you your jab. You know, so. You could give him a call for that. So, Dr. MJ, man, how you doing, man? How you doing, brother? Uh, I can never complain. I appreciate y'all for having me, man. Of course. Yeah, man, it's it's good to have you, bro. It's definitely good to have you as our first guest. I think uh, it's very fitting, fam, especially uh, with the current climate and everyone trying to get back outside and wanting to know more about getting back to the things that we used to or accustomed to doing. So, I mean, what better person to have here? Someone who's certified official um, in the medical field. Um, who could explain or answer any question that any of us may have. But speaking of medical field, you know, I was on your Instagram Mm. uh, looking uh, a couple days ago and uh, 
you know, I've seen a couple of doctors around on Instagram and, you know, they all have these acronyms, you know, in their bio, right? Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I mean, I'm, 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 a, I'm a keep it a buck. I actually had to Google what some of these things were. Like I know MD is short for medical doctor or doctor of medical, right? Mm -hmm. But like FACC, yeah. mm -hmm. right? Which is in, in your bio as well, which is fellow American College of Cardiology. And then RPVI, which is registered physician in vascular in interpretation, right? Right. Yeah, so like, what exactly do those things mean? Because to, uh, to for me, and I'm assuming for like a, a lot of the general public, you know, it's just like they're just acronyms, right? Uh, so a, a lot of those things basically, um, a lot of those things are basically t speaking on my level of certification, basically saying I'm legit in what I do, mm -hmm. and I put in that time and I work for Hello. it, mm -hmm. right? So the MD, as you know, you have to go to med school for that. Mm -hmm. um, there's also DO; um, those are doctors that go to osteopathic medical schools. Um, and then the FACC, so that's the, as you mentioned, the fellow of American College of Cardiology. I'm a board certified cardiologist. On top of that, it certifies the fact that I have educated myself and I have become uh, certified within this specialized field and I'm a contributor to the field of cardiology. Mm -hmm. So by having that distinction, it lets patients know, okay, he's legit, All right? On top of that, I went and further specialized and I got some more certifications. So that's what the RPVI is. So when I see a patient, not only am I uh, board certified in internal medicine, board certified in cardiovascular medicine, I went ahead and got board certified in echocardiography. So that means I can read echocardiograms, which are the ultrasounds for the heart. Mm -hmm. RPVI is registered physician in vascular interpretation. So I can do vascular interpretations, meaning the carotid ultrasounds, uh, ultrasounds of different extremities um, and, and whatnot. And I can read those studies as well. Um, and then I'm also board certified in nuclear medicine. So um, basically all of those things just say I put in the work. And <laughs> but I, I, did, I didn't see you. I did, that's crazy, right? I didn't, I didn't see you certified in, in nuclear nuclear medicine yeah i don't there's no there's no distinction that we put on it okay yeah there's yeah. no distinction for that the only thing they got for that is called a round of applause <laughs> 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 hey uh i don't want to brush over the fact that man um you know aside from you just being a friend right and you just being someone that is a leader in the community man it was very important you know when we were trying to select our our first guest that you know, one, someone that was really a leader, right? And someone that represented what we represented and someone that, you know, was a professional, mm. you know what I'm saying? So I wanted to ask you, man, I want to ask you, um, do you ever feel pressure, right? Cause I always like, I'll be, I'll be watching a lot, right? Do you ever feel pressure being a um, African-American doctor do what? Do you identify with Af African American, Black, or Nigerian? Ooh, I identify with all of them. Okay. 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 That's another conversation. Yeah, yeah. That's another conversation. Okay. I like that though. Okay, that is another I like, conversation. I like that. Uh -huh. I like that. But um, you know, being an African American doctor, do you find it? Do you find do you feel pressure to almost always be put together and always mm. be professional, right? Yeah. Um, because you know what you look like, where you come from? A thousand percent. Um, coming up, I've always been the minority, right? Mm -hmm. Especially then when you go into a field where you have always not been accepted, right? Mm -hmm. um, you go into medical school. Medical school, where I went, was at a predominantly white institution. 
I went to Xavier University, so okay. I came from an HBCU. So I was surrounded Hello. by black people. You know, HBCU, XU, stand up. Hello. Talk, talk, talk Hello. Your shout shit. out, shout talk out to shit. all the HBCUs right now. Thousand percent. Um, and so when I went into medical school and now I became the minority again, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is what it's going to be for yeah. the rest of my career, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I don't like that. There's in every specialty, there's literally about two to three percent of that specialty is full of black people, right? Women and men. We're always the minority. We're used to that. Yeah. But my whole thing was like, I'm not about to switch things up. I'm not about to conform to who I may, what what people are used to seeing. Right. So it was very important for me to maintain my culture. It was very important for me to maintain my individuality as a black man, knowing that there was going to be sometimes negative connotations that came with that. Right. So I never wanted to switch things up. And I always wanted to make sure I promote who I am whenever I'm in with in any type of professional field, whenever I'm with my patients. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Does it, th- that doesn't scare you, though, because to some degree, right, you you want to get into your career. You want to get paid. Oh, for sure. Right. You want to get paid. But at some point, it kind of like. The lines kind of cross. It's a balance. Because it's like, do I want to get paid to my my max or do I? want to like represent who i am to to my core why sure why why do you feel like you can't do both why why can't he do both well i think he can oh right right but the statistics probably say it's harder to history tells us it's hard right of course right of course it's kind of like it's kind of like we're judging off the analytics yeah it's kind of like you know from our perspective right i could be pro-black i could be um activism right or i could just shut up and not kneel And keep my job, mm-hmm. right? Conform. Or not, or just not even, just don't even be the representation of us, Conform. right? You yeah. know what I mean. So um, I always be, you know, curious about that. I felt so. that was important to make sure that I, I express that I also think about that, and I think a lot of black people, a lot of black professionals, have to think about that whenever they walk into any room, right? Mm-hmm. So as a black doctor, I make sure that when they see me, they see me for what it is, and I want you to get used to it. You know what I mean? Because for far too long, the image of the doctor has always been, okay, I'm going to walk in, I'm going to ask for help from the doctor, and the person that's going to walk in is going to be an old white man with white hair and a white coat. Mm-hmm. Instead, they see me, I walk in with chains and Yeezys on. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, no not, undershirt, not, not to mention, Not to mention, in age, you see. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like, we might be around the same. Right. You know? Right. Like, it, it doesn't, it, 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 like you said, you, you reference an old, older white man, you know? You're a younger black man. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So that already is, uh, I guess, raising eyebrows as you come in. Every time. Right? But you solidifying who you are every time you walk in, every in, time. into the room. So, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that I've been able to see, so... I, I know that you're an alpha. I went through I went through your page to see that you're alpha. Something that you and Duke got in common. Hello, and, and you were hey, you were able to to accomplish that in your undergrad at Xavier University. I understand that it has the high influence of have of being an HBCU, and um, but you were also on the path as you spoke about early on to be a doctor. It wasn't something that you kind of like stumbled on. So how were you able to manage your your social life, even to this day, but your social life in undergrad 
and then also knowing exactly what your goals are, where you want to be at, you know, not to not to let anybody down, you know, and still be true to exactly who you are. Man, that's a great question. I get that. Uh, I get that question a lot. And it's always an easy answer because I knew early on. Right. Um, I still have a picture. My dad um, reminds me of it all the time of me in the fourth grade uh, wearing his big old white coat um a stethoscope it was black history month i'll never forget it and that's when i decided i'm gonna be a doctor because i had to research uh this guy named dr daniel hill williams and he was the first black person to perform open heart surgery he was actually the first person but we're not gonna talk about why he didn't get that credit right we know why so when i saw that and i read about it and i had to embody that man i was like boom i can do this right that's why it's so important for me to make sure that i am seen mm. to the youth right because if they can see it, then they believe that they can achieve it. Absolutely. And I think far too many times they don't see other professions in that limelight. I'm talking about young black and brown people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so um, that has always been a push for me. So when I knew early on, it was easy moving forward because then I was like, okay, I know what my end goal is. It's just about getting to it. You know what I mean? There's going to be different paths every time. There's never a straight line to your, your destination of success. But because I know where I'm going, I'm going to be able to find it. Mm -hmm. And so I can never get veered off path too far. So when I go into high school, I'm involved in this, this, and that. When I go into college, I'm involved in a whole lot of this, this, and that. Then when I go to med school, I got to try to, you know, rebalance. But I'm still involved in this, this, and that. You know what I mean? Life is still always going to be going on. But because I already know where I'm going, right. I can be involved in all these things and still keep it pushing and still reach my See, end that's perfect. I'm glad that you say that. That actually leads me to my next question because everybody knows doctors to be these buttoned up type guys. We loosen up a little bit. They see the change, you know, as you take your <laughs> sip of your El Himador right uh, there, hello. tequila. Hello. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm curious to know, like, what are some of your, and you know them, what are, but what are some of your, like, your unhealthy hobbies or mm. your unhealthy interests that you just, you know, they're not necessarily even beneficial to you, but you know, like this is just kind of something that I do. <laughs> or yeah, I mean, like those those things that people would be like, yo, he does that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, uh, especially in this, in this day and age, um, and because we live in Los Angeles, one of the big things is the, the lifestyle, right? And diet. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, oh, a huge uh, proponent of a plant-based diet, right? Mm -hmm. That is something that I, ha as a cardiologist, <laughs> has try have tried to adopt in like large amounts. Were I'm you about successful? I'm about seventy five percent. Okay, I, you know, that's give it a take. That's a C. That's a C. And, you wouldn't have passed. You wouldn't have passed med school. But. Hey, I would. No, you know, <laughs> as I like to say, I, I want everybody out there to know P equals MD. You know, what I mean, you just gotta pass. All right, learn your what you gotta learn, but pass. That's a big thing. But that's a huge thing, and I always tell my patients everything in moderation. Okay, mm -hmm. so. Whenever you try to do anything too much in extremes, you're bound to to have trouble. You know what I mean? You're bound to, to fail more often. And so I never tell anybody to jump into everything just like that. I talk about patients quitting smoking mm -hmm. every single day, right? I never tell a patient, don't touch a cigarette tomorrow. That's, un that's unrealistic. Right. You, know I mean? you have to have a goal and then you eat at it a little bit. Right. So I tell patients, I want you to not be plant-based. I want you to be plant predominant mm -hmm. right try to have most of your meals be plants mm -hmm. try to incorporate it a little bit here and there until it starts becoming a habit for you yeah right so one of the things that you know i do that you know people still look at it, like he does that 
yo, I love In and Out. I can't say no to In and Out. I just you can't I say love. no. You, you come on, bro. You an L.A. kid, dog. You can't. I, I can't. He's a excuse I me, e my kid. bad. My bad. With all with all due respect, oh, I'm sorry. With fam. all due respect, I'm sorry, fam. I can't even my, let you go there like my, that. Well, I mean, he live in the. He lived, but like he a IE kid. Okay. And since you know, we're on the topic, I both. Hey, but since <laughs> since we're on the topic, okay. since we're on the topic, I just want to, I just really quick, I just want to speak double back on you understanding who you wanted to be early on. And I just want to get this off real quick because I just want to give MJ his flowers while he's still here. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've had the pleasure of knowing MJ since middle school, you know, and I can't remember an early conversation in middle school about what we wanted to do. I kind of think for all of us, those are kind of private conversations we we're having with ourselves. But as we entered high school, those are conversations that you begin to have mm, amongst your peers, you know, and MJ was a hooper, you know. <laughs> But MJ was one of those hoopers who was never tripping because he always, yo, I'm about to go to med school. I, like from early. So like, you know, everything that he's saying is the truth, fam. I, yeah. I've been able to witness it firsthand. Literally from, I met him, he was in the seventh grade, I was in the sixth grade when I met him, uh -huh. you know? And obviously we've had an ongoing relationship since then. That's and crazy. it's just been amazing to watch your story unfold, bro, and watch you achieve the things that you set out to achieve at an early age. Man, I don't want to throw your age out there, but everyone knows how old we are. We went to high school, how old I am. Yeah. We went to high school together, man. And I think that says a lot yeah. about you because we know a lot of doctors who take a lot of time. Yeah. It, it, it's hard. Yeah, it, It's absolutely. a difficult process. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a difficult process. And for you to really... Um, I turn up the notch and really speed through that, man, and become a doctor um, at the age that you are, man. I think that's you should be commended for that, man. I want to give oh, yeah. you your flowers while you're here. Oh, yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah. We're talking, Likewise, about, we're talking about flowers, dog. We're talking about dude's not just a doctor, though. Oh, no, no, right? no, no. Uh, dude's right, is right, not, right. He's not yeah, just a doctor, right. bro. We're talking about a talking licensed about a realtor, bro. <laughs> a licensed a realtor, bro. A realtor. <laughs> that's <laughs> real. Hey, right. Like, this dude is um, the team physician for the LA Kings, bro. Oh, which by the way, you just became so. Congratulations, congratulations. on that, bro. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, but you guys, deal, bro. yeah, you know, y'all, you forgetting though. Like, if you just if you put Nigerian in front of that, everything else would surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> that part. That makes sense. MJ is Nigerian. It's like we should have led with that. MJ is Nigerian, so they could be like, oh, he's a doctor and a realtor. What oh, else? Okay. That makes sense. Cool. That makes what sense. Else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but no, not speaking. Speaking of, um, he even just takes doctor to another level. I see. I seen um, you got a couple of celebrity clients that you work with privately mm. as well. You know, um, I personally seen French Montana post you. Mm. I wanted to call you, but I didn't want to be a full fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like, um, what, what what are some of those things that you may do for people as you may see them privately or, you know, you may show up to um, a, maybe even a, a after party or anything like that. What are some of the things that you do to deal with those um, private customers? Um, I mean, so, you know, part of what I do is provide that concierge service. And y'all know what concierge means. It's, it's you know, a specialized and convenient uh, intimate service. Right. So when people need something. Um, I found that it's helpful to be able to provide that. Uh, being who I am, what I do in Los Angeles, um, I fit a different type of mold, you know what I mean? So I found that being a young black concierge uh, doctor has allowed me to, um, you know, come in contact with different industries and different realms. And so um, a lot of my uh, clients are, or, you know, clients, patients are, um, in the industry, be it music, entertainment, um, athletes, uh, executives, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so 
what I do is whatever it is that they need for that service. You know what I mean? Um, and the whole point of being concierge is being at the ready, being available. You know what I mean? Um, so if they need to pull up to the house, to the studio, to the uh, movie or TV set, um, to the hotel, wherever it is that they need, if they're feeling sick, if they're feeling ill, if they just need a consultation for anything, if they need medication at that time, that's something I'm able to provide. MJ you, expensive too. Oh, oh, hey. oh well, you said concierge <laughs> no, service, no, no. so you, you, you I, so I you just, know. I just, it just it just clicked so to me. You know, I got uh, you I got, what you're worth. I got, I got <laughs> some. He's he's worth every dollar. I'll say that. I, I would say that too. I got some. I called him in the morning. I called him at nine forty seven. The lady was doing blood work and done on me at eleven twelve. <laughs> hey, we not playing. Nah, I'm serious he, about my it service. Was, it was it it's was a one. It was extremely efficient. Um, I, I suggest it personally. You know what? And it, it was yeah, it was great. You know what? I mean, I could speak to it too. You know, I, I mean, I don't want to make you seem like you're a regular person, but you are a regular, <laughs> fam. You know, you just For like sure. us. And um, you know, I remember a few years back. You know, we were in Coachella. You know, enjoying ourselves, having a good time, and um, it was a dope year too. It was a fun year. It was fun definitely year. a fun experience, man. But I just remember us being down bad. <laughs> For the listeners out there, viewers, y'all know what down bad means, man. You know, you had, had a, a tough great time. We had a great time. We had a great time, and um, having MJ there. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba 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 on deck you know he was able to provide us with his concierge services and really you know uh, rejuvenate a lot of us with some ivs which was incredible you know so just being able to have access to that service obviously you got to pay to play but man it was incredible fam just being able to to reach you and have that and really get that that refill was what what we needed you know yeah. so but yeah to what jalan is saying the boy is Expensive. Did you get some real service? But, but you you, you get what you pay for. For sure. You get what you pay for. For sure. I wasn't disappointed. No, no, you're gonna get what you pay for. Oh, for Every sure. Every time. Bring me back to life. For dog. sure. And, bring me back to life. Back to life and I just like the fact that people hit me up to begin with because I, I really, especially for us, I need black people to start taking more uh care of their health, mm -hmm. right? Um, and being involved in it and wanting to know. So I do appreciate that role I have. Again, when I have, you know, young rappers hit me up or, or whatnot, I just appreciate you checking in on yourself. For you sure. Know what I mean? So I love being able to play for that. Sure. Yeah, for sure. That's just, that's, hey, I don't want to cut okay, you off. Okay, I, I saw you okay. about to get okay. some. Okay. I saw you about hey, to get I just want to say, I just want to say, I was wearing these glasses for the first part of the show because I want to promote these glasses as dropping soon. These are Lost 17 samples, hey. but I'm going to take them off right now. So Shameless. Plug. First of the season. First shameless <laughs> plug shameless of the plug. season. All right, what's the deal, y'all? What's the deal, y'all? Welcome to the nice and neat halftime show. Uh, I'm your host, Omar. As always, we like to use this opportunity, this time, this space to promote the things that we have going on. I mean, what uh, what better opportunity than now to use our own platform to do so? So the first thing I want to talk about is the Komar Show bonnet and do-rag sets. You can find them at thekomarstore.com. You know, it's never a bad time to take care of your hair. Um, and if you want to keep your hair proper and them edges fresh for the summer, ladies and fellas, you might want to tap in with us. Matter of fact, I got one right here. We got different colors in case you want to. Come you on. definitely don't want to put it over your headphones. But Do we, is it the long ties? They got the long ties? They got the long yeah, ties. Cool. Sign mm -hmm. me up. Yeah. Come on How many now. colors y'all got? We got about six colors matching sets. You know, they're available for men and women. On top of that, your kids can fit into them too. Hello. So that's something you may want to check yep. on too. Sign me you, up. I mean, if you want to be fresh, you know, which... You want to stay fresh. I mean, I know we do. 
That's what we do. So ch- tap in with the comarstore.com. Also coming soon later on this month, Jalan is blessing the people, man. He's got his own masterclass coming out. It's called Create Gold Master, or excuse me, Create Gold, right? Yes, sir. Create yes, sir. Gold, and it's centered around learning how to establish a brick and mortar establishment. Yeah, let's give a let's give a round of applause for Jalan on that. Yes, sir. Yeah, he's been, he's been putting that work in. He's been putting that work in. So definitely be on the lookout. That's coming up on the horizon very very soon. Um, with that said, we're going to get into the new format of the halftime show. You know, and every time we have a guest, um, this will be what the format will be moving forward. We're actually going to get into a little game, MJ. Ooh, okay, I like games. It's new. It's fresh. You're the first person to experience <laughs> it. But shit, we also knew to it too as well. Okay, <laughs> the game is called Three and Out. Okay? Mm-hmm. The game is called mm-hmm. Three and Out. If, if you haven't been able to connect why we call it Three and Out, you know, we all have a sports background. Um, even though Duke and I play professional uh, football. Jalan played all sports growing up. You know, we kind of tend to roll with the football phrases. All right, so the premise of, of the game is we're going to shoot out a question. You're going to have to answer that question in under three seconds or under, mm. okay? If you don't answer it, we're moving on to the next question, okay? okay? You got, I think, it's 23 questions total, Ooh, okay. okay? If you miss three or more, you got to take a shot. I got to okay. take a shot, bro. You got to take a shot. A full shot, not a sip. No, no, no. We talking about a real shot Ooh, here. I'm ready. We talking about a real shot. Here. I'm so, off. So pretty self-explanatory, right? Straight up. Okay. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. I'm going to fire them off quick. I think Jalan or Duke is going to... Actually, Duke is going to handle the time. Jalan is going to keep the score. And we're going to get to it. All right? All right. Jalan, you're going to tell him when he's wrong. Okay. I'm not going to tell you when you're right. Okay. I'm just going to tell you when you're wrong. Okay. Duke, are we ready? Yep, one and three. Are we ready? Ready. You ready, MJ? All right, one and three. You ready? Two. Let's go. Good luck. Let's hit it. How many members were in Bone Thugs and Harmony? Three. And which hip hop artist became the first billionaire? Uh, Drake. Which legend? And which legend was on official NBA logo? Uh, Jerry West. From what movie is the phrase "You got knocked up out"? Uh, Friday. In basketball, how many points is a half court shot worth? Three. <laughs> Which rapper is also known as Slim Shady? Eminem. What is the stage name for iconic rapper Andre Young? Andre 3000. Oh, no, no, no. Dr. Dr. Dre. Uh, Snoop Dogg changed his name when he released reggae album Reincarnated in 2012. But what did he change his name to? Snoop Lion or something. Okay. Okay. What does WWW stand for in a website browser? Worldwide Web. Okay. Which rapper changed his name to Brother Love? Diddy. Which animal could be seen on the Porsche logo? Uh, oh, that's the horse. Time. <laughs> Did you get it? No. Okay. <laughs> Which NBA duo nicknamed the Splash Brothers? Uh, Trey. I mean, uh, Steph and Clay. Okay. Uh, which record label was Biggie Small assigned to? Uh, Bad Boy. What is LeBron's nickname? The King. Okay, okay, we'll accept that. King we'll accept we'll that. We'll accept that. What was the name of the famous tennis player, uh, tennis player sister duo? Venus and Serena Williams. What was Uncle Phil's profession on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? He was a lawyer, then he turned judge. Ooh! Ooh! Come on. <laughs> okay, where did Will from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air move to? Move from West Philly. Okay. What was the name of the movie Janet Jackson and Tupac starred in together? Poetic Justice. What number did Michael Jordan wear? 23 and 45. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Are we all out? That's it. Boom. Okay, what's the tally? That's it. So we'll go back to uh, how many members were in Bone Thugs and Harmony? 
the doc said three. He was wrong for once. Oh. <laughs> or maybe multiple times. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It's actually five members. Is it five? Okay. It's yes. five, bro. It's five. Which hip hop artist it's became the first billionaire? He said who? Drake. He said Dre. He said Dre. He said Drake or Dre? I said Dre. Dre. It was actually Jay Z. Really? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's actually Jay Z. Um, what is the stage name for iconic rapper Andre Young? You said three stacks. It was Dr. Dre. But I corrected it. Uh, it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. Too late. Come on now. Slow feet don't eat, baby. Nah, for real. Which animal can be seen on the Porsche logo? So this is this is, is that? three and four is a big difference. Three wrong and four wrong is a big difference. I'm going to give it to you. Word? Okay. I'm going to give it to you because it came at the buzzer. Mm. It came at the buzzer and you said horse and that was just impressive altogether. Okay. Okay. So with that being said, you still got three wrong. You got 12 out of 15. And you still need to take a shot. You want to pour him up? You want to pour him up? Okay. While MJ is getting his shot, his glass refilled by Jalan, we're going to go ahead and conclude this halftime show. Um... You know, as usual, we always want to conclude it um, by sending you guys out with some positive energy, some positive vibrations, and a smile, of course. We hope you guys enjoyed the first half. We're going to hop into the second half right now. Let's go. Ooh, okay. okay. That, that was a fun halftime. Okay. I, I enjoyed that. That was a fun halftime. I that enjoyed was a fun, that. How'd you feel about that, Doc? I like that. Y'all did it for the culture. I was, like it. We, we, we did it for the culture. We, we, we culture. absolutely did it for the culture. Were you a little nervous when you was doing it? Or? I didn't know what type of questions I was about to ask. I thought y'all opened up a medical book. I was like, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Speaking of not knowing what type of questions we're going to ask, the second half, we get a little bit more personal. We want to know a little gotta bit. Got to dive a little bit deeper. Got to dive a little bit deeper. You know, sure. you know, because we still we still have to touch up on how safe it is to go outside. That might be for my selfish pleasures, but we'll get into that. I mean, that's for the culture, too, though. Okay, sure. that is for the culture? That's for the culture, fam. Cool. So I, I, know, I know as your friend, um, you have times where you have... All the way, 11 straight days mm. of just 11 straight days of working, mm. you know. So we'll say you had 11 day shift, mm -hmm. right? Um, how do you how do you keep it keep it fun without that time where you get off? It's just like, OK, this is just my my two days, three days to rest. And then I get back to it. How do you keep it fun? How do you how do you include date nights? Like, how do you include all of that? Pretty quick, I, I want you to, if it's not too much for you to explain exactly what 11 days means. What 11 day shift is? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Because you said it, you said it sounded crazy to me. Yes, yeah, wow. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I took it for what it was. <laughs> and he told me, okay, he'd be working for a week and a half in a day. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't in, know. In, in medicine, I mean, you guys have heard of call, being on call. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? So, uh, that's essentially, you know, what, what he's talking about in on my current job, you know, and it's different depending on what stage of uh, training you're in or whether you're out and done with training like me and fully working. Right. We all learn how to do call and call is when you are at the ready. You are literally on call. It, it, historically, it came because back in the day, doctors like myself who do uh, concierge and house like yourself, and like black doctors or no, that do, that do concierge. OK, you OK, know? OK. Back in the day house calls was the normal thing, right? They didn't have the big hospitals. They didn't have, uh, you know, the, the clinics that you go into. It was, you need a doctor, you call that doctor to come. And they were at the ready. Um, and so in medicine now, when someone is on call, they're the person that's in charge and uh, um, I guess responsible at that moment. Um, so in training, we used to literally do 30 plus hour calls. Back in the day, 
you know, it, it used to be crazy that they had to start implementing rules because it started getting wild. You know what I mean? Uh, doctors will be sleepy, uh, you know, messing up during procedures and mm -hmm. or, or even putting themselves at harm. Um, minus not even the patients, but themselves. Like you go home after 30 hour call, you did X amount of procedures, this surgery, you didn't get to sleep because somebody was sick. And then you drive home and you get an accident like mm -hmm. that used to happen to a lot of doctors. Um, but that's what happens when you're on call. You're just available for whatever is happening. You are the person that's on that shift. And so right now, my job, uh, when I'm on call, I'm on for a whole week. Um, so that's seven days straight. But I do that right after I come from being on my clinic weeks where I'm seeing patients on a day to day. And so I go typically it's 11, 12 days straight when I'm just completely on no days off. Well, I guess that answers the 11 days straight. Yeah. Well, let's get back into the balance, right? Which is what you were asking. Yeah, when do when do the fun happen? When do the love happen? When do the good stuff happen? For me when, all the time. When, when, when do I drop the DR and it just be MJ? When do I get to do that? Oh, Yo, that's a good question. Oh. Um, I think this gets back to what you mentioned earlier with just how did I, how did I, you know, be able to, how was I able to reach my goals and be a part of this, 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 and that? And one thing that I learned from an early, early time was time management. Um, you have to be able to uh, balance. You have to be able to know how to prioritize things. That's what we do in medicine, right? Mm -hmm. It's called triage. Y'all heard of triage, you know what I mean? Somebody walks into the emergency room, 10 people walk in, we got to be able to say, you are more sick than this person, so you got to come first. You are less sick, so you have the ability to wait a little bit, right? It's triage triaging. I believe you got to triage everything in your life. Mm. You know what I mean? You got to triage relationships. You got to triage friendships. You got to triage your businesses. You got to triage education time. When kids come into it, you got to triage that. You got to triage everything. And so it's about finding how to make that balance. And I think I've done a good job of that um, because I had good practice. You don't go to HBCU and, you know, be online and go through all that trouble uh, and come out the other side and not learn a few things. So. Let me ask you this. Growing up, right, everyone always made doctors and lawyers out to be the, um, you know, when you grow up, you're going to marry a doctor yeah. or you're going to find a lawyer. Right. And it's such a stable career. Right. Um, in your single days. Right. Did doctors have groupies like that? Like, what are those what are those groupies like? You know what I mean? Oh, what, what does that look like? What does that look like? Because we what your DMs look like? That's what we want to know. We come from we come from a um a sports world world, yeah. right? But we don't really know that world, right? Professional yeah. lawyer, doctor groupies. What do those women look like? You know, what kind of things are they in your single days? Okay. Yeah, in my single in days. In your let's, single days. I, let's just let's be clear. Highlight that. Hey, which, by the way, the, the the women be sleep. Like we only be making that money for X amount of years. They be for the L slump, slumber <laughs> right. party. Hey, they so, be for the L. Yeah. So, like, is there like a culture of 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 women that strategic? Strategic, strategically, strategically trying to specific specifically <laughs> specifically go after mm. like doctors and lawyers. I think so. Yeah, uh, a thousand percent. I think. Um, there are some women that, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to even call them, you know, groupies, groupies. Necess necessarily, but there are some people that are looking for a different or a certain type of profession. Mm. Right. Um, and maybe there maybe for different reasons, maybe it's for prestige, maybe it's for what you mentioned as far as the, you know, longevity, um, uh, maybe it's the stability, mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's because, you know, it, it has to come with a certain level of intellect and, mm -hmm. and, and knowledge to be able to do it. Who knows? Uh, but there's definitely, uh, you know, those situations. But, you know, 
uh, all candy ain't sweet. You know what I mean? Mm. Man, um, I love that. Man. All candy so, ain't sweet. I actually have y'all heard that? I've never heard that. I've actually is that uh did we get our a nice and neat original? original? We got a guest nice and neat original. Oh wow. Oh, oh my god. god. Man. <laughs> but look, he said all candy ain't sweet. But wow. check this out though, right? Wow. Because everyone always thinks like, I don't want no athlete. I want a doctor, a lawyer, right? Doctors and lawyers, they just we all the same. We just got different professions. True. For sure. True. We all the same. We just okay, like he you think, you think, you think, you think it. <laughs> But like, you come. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Oh man, we all the same. People yeah. think like you know, all doctors and lawyers going to provide you with this like yeah. whole, whole wholesome life that you just you ain't gonna have no problems. Everyone wants a doctor. Yeah, I, I think what Duke is really saying too is like, you know, when we're young, we like we young. You, you get a young brother, you gonna get a young brother. Right. It don't matter what no matter what, what, what field it is, you gonna you gonna get a young brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I agree with that. I think that's that, that's that. that's exactly yeah. what he's trying to trying to trying to allude to. I agree know? with that. Yeah. It's Again, awesome. I think I think people think about, you know, the just like they think about when they see an athlete. They're just like, mm -hmm. you know, we've all seen busted athletes that have bad girls, right? And yep. it's, is it because of his personality? Maybe. Right. Choice selection. It's hey, possibly, mm -hmm. you know, but there's definitely some women. I mean, I remember, shoot, I was coming to meet y'all, I think. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a pool party we had way back in the day. Um uh Sounds in the IE. Right. Sounds and, about right. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally remember parking. I, I I came from the hospital, um, pulled up late, and I remember parking and some girl happened to end up parking as well. Um, so you know, we just get to talking. <laughs> And she, you know, literally, I, I think she asked me like, where did I just come from? I was like, oh, from work. She's like, oh, what you do? I said, oh, I'm a doctor. Not even trying to, you know, this isn't that, but just, you know, it's I said what flex I do. Regardless. It's, it's a it's a slight yeah. flex, but I'm sorry. It's, no, it's, yeah, my yeah, job. Yeah, it's okay. It's right? like him walking with a football helmet. What you um, do? NFL. <laughs> <laughs> it's, hey, it's, it's it is July. what it is. <laughs> it, it is what it is. is. Um, and then she was like, oh, doctor. Mm. Put my number in your phone. Yo, this I, say, I remember this. Excuse me? I know who it was. <laughs> That's wild to me. That's great. That's wild to me. That's great. This is a long time ago. Many, 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 many more times. Long time. Every time we talk about a story here, it's always in the past. Just so you guys know. Just so y'all know. Long, long time ago. But yeah, and I thought that was wild. And and I mean, I can imagine that that doesn't happen on a you know day to day basis. Just some regular degler, huh? It's a regular degler. And I think I think again, there's different things that make people attractive. Attractive, right? Um, and to the professional realm, there are different things that make being a doctor, um, yeah. you know, attractive. Like stability, right? It's kind of like a, like a, um, a narrative that is kind of associated with being a doctor and a lawyer. Stability. Exactly. Right. Family man. Yep. That type of deal. Yeah. I think, I, I think every job has a perception. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, right. for sure. Like every job has a perception and, you know, like being a doctor, being a football player. Right. You know, it's like, I mean... We live in America, so it's like, yo, how can I provide? Those mm -hmm. are at the top of the totem pole, yes. mm -hmm. you know, of providing. Yeah. And and that's kind of why I asked you the question earlier about do you feel pressure to kind of fit that mold and be pro professional all the time? Because I understand the stereotype is like, yo, you're a doctor. You're supposed to be um, tie, buttoned up, no tattoos, mm -hmm. no earrings, right? Speak, speak like the, the way we want to speak, right? But if you're an athlete, 
you can be in a club if you want. Yeah. As long as you perform on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. Because the perception, right? Yeah. But like sometimes doctors want to have fun just like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's right? still human. Sometimes so, doctors want to give out their number at pool parties. Exactly. You know? and, and sliding girls' DMs and, and stuff and, like and that. And it's still right. good. I'm still a professional. You know? Exactly. I just want to have fun. Well, how, how do you feel about that though? Because I know you mentioned, you just briefly touched on yeah. the tattoos thing. Like, how do you feel about doctors coming to the office, visiting patients, tattoos visible? I guess you guys kind of have the, the lab coat for a lack of better words. Yeah. Or over your scrubs, but um, I, I mean, mean, is I that is say, that like a? Do you think that's like like a red flag? Do you feel? Do you think you would feel comfortable coming in with patients and, and feel comfortable about you know your knowledge and yeah. being able to offer them help? Or a thousand percent, I, I would say that 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 tide is changing. I, I really yeah. see a lot more people being themselves. You know what I mean? And and uh, representing the culture or their culture, whatever it may be without having to worry about, you know, the stigma of not being that buttoned up person, you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I'm seeing a lot more doctors wearing their their um, uh, their tattoos out, which is yeah. fine. I personally don't have tattoos, but yeah, I don't have yeah. a problem with that. Yeah. Wearing their nose rings. My fiance got a nose ring, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I think that that's something that you should do. You should maintain. I'm I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad you spoke about your fiance. Bigger up now. Bigger up, big up your queen now. Yeah, talking about, you know, talking about women, have you seen... Um, in the in the, I guess you could call it in the hospital, mm-hmm. right? Am I am I am I on am I on par? In the hospital, uh-huh. hairstyles. Yeah. Have you within the last? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 18 months. If mm-hmm. I really want to keep it real tight, in the last 18 months, have you seen a lot of the black doctors, female doctors, get a little bit more comfortable with their ha- hairstyles? Or it's still kind of it's still kind of um, status quo. Nah, I would say. Black doctor specifically? Yes. I mean, my fiance when I met her, she she's you know big curly hair. She always wore that. You know what I mean? That was not something that she felt like she needed to hide necessarily. Now, when you got the job, it's different, right? Interviews, you know, that's still a a, a thing. Um, but again, for black and brown people who have these you know ethnic style hairs and they have this this hairstyle that they were just born with, it's hard for them to figure out what is allowable, what's mm-hmm. professional. And what's just them, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so guys, it's, it's more simple. You get a, a a cut, you get a lineup, you put on your suit, you're good. But women not only have to worry about what they dress like, but also what their earrings are like and what their, uh, do, do they have, can they have too long of eyelashes? Mm-hmm. What style do they have to have for their hair? Like it's a lot. So, okay. Like, okay. Did you meet, did you meet your fiance at work? I did. So was she was she pulled up on her. Was the eyelashes out? Was the hair done? Like, did you see her under the scrubs? You yeah. know, <laughs> did you see what it was? You know, did nah, you, she, what, she was what, at work. And what do you okay. mean you pulled up on her? Yeah, like she was in scrubs. Like, like hey, what do you, what do you I mean, mean you pulled up on her? Had the, she had the Crocs on. <laughs> right. You know, and then we were like, uh, no, nah, she ain't so, had Crocs. She had on kids. Oh, the kids, kids, the kids. Nah, actually, when we met, we were both in a situation. She had a boyfriend at the time. I was in, I was in a situation. So. We actually, mm, it's a beautiful. time, it's that's a time beautiful. for us to actually hey, build. It was meant hey, to be. Hey, absolutely. Because any, any situation you had before is simply just a footnote in the rest of everybody's nah, lives. Just got it's you just ready. a story. Yeah. Got you ready? That's, that's all it is. Point. Just preparation. Yeah, absolutely. It's game time now. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm glad that you're talking about that. I've I've always been um, curious because people tend to people tend to date people who un- not only understand their lifestyle but they may be kind of like associated with it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Did you always feel like you were going to go and get them I'd be the one to never sit and go and make a plan. Look at my mother again over now, kind of time. Gotta keep a couple for the road. Never date a doctor, be with a doctor. I was just like, oh, 
you know, this, I have the same perceptions that I think a lot of people who aren't in medicine have, which is just, oh, doctor schedule is too busy. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You're not going to be able to maintain um, having a relationship. Y'all both always going to be out. How y'all going to, when y'all going to see each other, what type of kids, uh, lifestyle y'all going to be able to have, et cetera, et cetera, whoop-de-whoop. Um, so I always thought that was the case until I was part of it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, and then I realized it's, it's, uh, that's not necessarily the case. You know, it ended up happening that I ended up with a doctor, even though I said I was never going to be with one. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I never said I said I was gonna, never going to be with one, but that, that wasn't what I was planning for. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, but, you know, that that's what happens with proximity as well. You really start to to see um, people. You start to build um, and you start to get close. And that's what ended up happening with us. Um, but that's not a, you know, a common thing. And that's never what I expected at all. You guys still you guys work together or no? We met at the same hospital. Now we but you guys we, don't work together. Nah, okay, not cool, we're cool. at different hospitals now. Oh, okay. So before y'all was working together. Yeah. Or working in the same spot. Working so in the same hospital. Same hospital. Yeah. Was working in the same hospital. Oh, and so going yeah. home? So how was that? Yeah. How was that? Did, did you feel like you? Because I mean, I know as a doctor, you busy day to day dealing yeah. with patients and things like that. But like, I mean, you're still there with your significant other, so right. you can still catch her. even when you don't want to see her, you you gonna see her. And I don't mean yeah. that in a bad way. It's just nah, like for real. you know, you're trying to be busy, but you can't help but notice that that's your woman. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? So how was that experience working with your woman? Because I don't think. Well, I guess Duke and I would kind of work with yeah with our not, significant other, but, but not like on a an kinda, extensive. Ours is like by default, yeah, kind of, right? Yeah. At the house, entrepreneurship, For sure. but this is like actual location. They actually going to the same location. We're actually clocking in at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah, now it's different. You know, we, we're different specialties. So I'm yep. a cardiologist. She's an <laughs> okay. emergency medicine physician. So we not, we're not together all day. We mm -hmm. actually, even though we work in the same hospital, when, when we did, we weren't together um, throughout the day unless, you know, she had a consult or there was something happening in the emergency room that I had to go down for it. And, you know, handle my business. I look over, I give her a wink and then, you know, get back to work. <laughs> Player shit. Player shit. Thing, you know what I mean? Uh, okay. But other than that, yeah, we didn't really see each other too much. And then, you know, you go home and we actually went home at different times and whatnot because, again, we got different responsibilities. Oh, y'all didn't even carpool? Nah. We, we got completely different responsibilities, jobs, time. She's on on call at a different time when I'm on call. So it was it was super different. So even though you're with the doctor, you're with someone um, that is in the same field and whatnot, we have completely different experiences. So when we go home, it's still able to, we're still able to talk about our mm -hmm. day and talk yeah. about our different cases and things like that. Hey, uh -huh. This is completely off topic because I know Duke wants wants to segue really quick, but I just want to know, just out of curiosity, because I'm, I'm sure our, our viewers and listeners would lo love to hear your perspective on this. Yeah. If, for whatever reason, and it may be now, I don't know. None of us know. We're not checking your pockets uh -huh. like that, right? <laughs> if your wife was making more than you, mm -hmm. right? Would it make you uncomfortable? I mean, I, I, you're still a doctor. You personally, uh -huh. you're still, you, yeah. Would it make me un uncomfortable? Yeah. Absolutely not. Let me say that. Where's my account? Absolutely. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. 
So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Not. I do not think that it will make me uncomfortable. I don't think it should make a man uncomfortable if your woman is making more money than you. I look at it as more motivation, right? Mm -hmm. Because if we both want to come up, then we both living good. It's a, it's not a you and me at this point. It's a we, right? So if you're making more, that just means that you feeling in the pot. I'm still feeling, as long as I'm feeling in my pot as well, or our pot as well, then we just doing it together. Mm -hmm. um, so to me, that's not something that, you know, makes me feel uncomfortable, less of a man, um, anything. I think that's a dope situation. And I, I, I applaud women that, that boss up and is making more m money uh, than, than their dudes. And as I said, that should just be more motivation for the dudes. Yeah, that's fire. I, I just want to continue to like con uplift and encourage women to continue bossing oh, up. So I just want to get your perspective yeah, on I think, that. I think Loki, though, as a man, right, is I think that um, na it's natural to feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Right. It's very natural because that's that's just how we've been socialized. Right? Yeah, exactly. But from my perspective, it's like, yo, if I'm making money, if I'm making it. You know, a million dollars, my girl making 1.5, I don't, go, I don't right. care. I'm making money. Right? Like, like, we yeah, are I mean, making money. We making money. money. Like, yeah. We are making money. Right? We are. On paper, she just got more money. She just mm -hmm. like make more money. But mm -hmm. like, am I still making money? Yeah. So it's all good. So it's all good. It's all good. You know I, mean? I think that that becomes a difficult conversation when you're not making. Exactly. Yeah. That's you know what, what I'm saying. Is. So yeah. if, you're, if you're not making money and you're not doing what you need to do to provide for yourself and your household, mm -hmm. then you're right. It becomes uh -huh. difficult and 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 more unbearable. Right. Yeah. But if you can be like, yo, well, I mean, yeah, you're making money because, you know, your profession or the chips fell your way or, you know, you're doing a good job, you're really excelling what you do, it's all good. Yep. Right? I think that it's a different conversation. For sure. Let's, um... Yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely all good. I know MJ makes money in a lot of different ways, though. You know? <laughs> he, I, he, he, a, a lot of, a lot of different yeah, ways. They, they, they right? say... You know, to truly become a millionaire, to stay seven. a millionaire, you need seven streams of income. Seven. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even not even being a millionaire, if you want to live in LA, you need five. <laughs> Straight up. I'm just yeah. gonna be I I'm mean, gonna keep it a buck with you. Well, I mean, MJ, he's he's real estate, you know. <laughs> the, 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 he is the doctor, he got his you He's know, got salary. He got, he got, he got salary, salary, right? Salary, right. <laughs> and ten ninety nine. Then come then, on now, independent contract. We're gonna get at that's another one, right? Okay. Then we got the Maven. That's his private concierge service. Then, oh, yeah. then the social media you know, deals that come in. Uh, the uh, social media deals, because you know, I seen him on baller alert. He was balling. He was, <laughs> he, was balling. he was balling. He was balling. Let's not forget he's Nigerian. So that's a whole nother stream Aye. of income that you are. I saw multiple avenues of revenue. Right. But speaking of that, right, I want to get into another avenue that you do. You administer the vaccine, mm. correct? Mm. So, um, you know, June 15th is around the corner. Uh -huh. We're trying to get back outside. We're trying to get back outside. Absolutely. Is it safe to go outside without the vaccine? Short answer is yes. Is it safe to go outside without the vaccine? The question is, who are you putting at risk, yourself or someone else? Mm -hmm. Right. So is it safe to go outside? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's that's, Outs the, that's outside the is not the problem. Outside okay. is not the problem. Exactly. Got you. Okay. Exactly. Um, thankfully, we're in a situation where things are a lot better than where they were. And you know, let me preface that by saying that I've you know been literally in the gutter for the past year and a half. You know what I mean? So if anybody's trying to get the fuck outside, I'm trying to get outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we have been through this pandemic in and out in every type of way. Mm -hmm. Um working in, you know, I worked in urgent cares. I work obviously at, um, in the hospitals. Um, you know, I was at County Hospital. I'm at Cedar sinai now. Like, 
we are in situations where it's busy, busy. And so to see what was happening in that hospital, to see what was happening in those bedrooms, I've literally been in the room as the patient died mm. because of COVID, 50 years old. Then I got to turn around and look at the family member who initially was not even able to come into the hospital because wow. of all the limitations. And then when they finally get there, they can only see their loved one through glass because oh. obviously we don't want them going inside That's and tough. contracting it, right? And so I've seen that. So it's super hard for me to tell people that, oh, yo, it's nothing. Take the risk. You know what right, I mean? Right, yeah. Um, but the goal is, I think, the same for every single person, hopefully, and that's to get outside. That's to be able to get to a situation safely. where we have safely, where mm -hmm. we have no mask on and where we're not having to worry about whether I can, you know, be at this venue or give this person a hug, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not about can we get outside safely? You can get outside. It's just who are you putting at risk mm -hmm. so if and if you not have the vaccine? Do you do you suggest the vaccine? I a thousand percent suggest the vaccine but are you he, saying that just because yeah he's saying that just are because. you saying that just because you're Talk a doctor me and ask me ask me like seriously like are you saying that just because i'm your do you're a doctor or are you saying that because i'm your friend you know like Neither. are you saying that just because i'm a regular human being and you're aware of the consequences the repercussions and everything negative that comes along with the virus the latter plus the science right so plus the science I'm someone who we, we've talked about this whole time, the time that I've put in. I, I haven't even sat and, you know, calculate how many years that I put in. But we're talking about medical school. We're talking about undergrad doing pre-med. We're talking about medical school. We're talking about residency. We're talking about fellowship. Right. I could have stopped at residency. I said, no, nah, I'm going to do a little bit more. And I went and did a three year fellowship. Right. All this time of training and then being in the work field, I've been exposed to science. Right. So you can't ask me to ignore what I've learned, mm, right? I feel you, that. You can't yeah. ask me to ignore yeah. what it is that I use to save patients, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. I've thankfully been in situations where I was in the room where a patient was trying to die, and we were thankfully able to use the science and the knowledge that we've learned to resuscitate and bring this patient back so they can go home to their loved mm. ones. W w I, I'm a little confused because you said trying to die. I mean, like a patient is like, you're doing everything you can. You're just like, man, this is one of those situations like no matter what we do, their, it's like their, their body is okay. just like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. not, you know, it's the, failing not, them. Exactly. It's not failing the them. patient is trying to die to that point when you're in that situation and, you know, um, you've seen that happen with patients. I'm like, I don't want this happening to anybody that it doesn't need to happen to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so that is the reason as to why I think it's important for us to try to make sure we mitigate that by all costs. And mm -hmm. that's the reason why I believe in the vaccine because of the science. And the, the science has shown us that these have been through the rigorous, the rigorous testing that we put aspirin through, that we put all these other medications that we use on a daily basis through. I, I'm, I'm curious, Doc. Can I call you Doc? Absolutely, man. Okay, cool. MJ to you. So, <laughs> so um, I'll just be, I'll be back in January I end up contracting COVID, mm -hmm. right? Um, I went back to the doctor, see how everything was. They said I had the antibodies. I was I was doing much better, right? I didn't I really I didn't really suffer any crazy symptoms like that, but Good. I remember I had I had a headache. Omar called me, we were supposed to do something. I was like, I won't be able to show up. He said, just go get tested. I was like, go get tested. It's a headache, bro. He said, go get tested. I got tested. Bam. Wow. 
Boom. I got it. Hit me. Right? Um, it's crazy, though. As soon as your body finds out you got something. Everything like, uh, counts. Uh, 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 <laughs> what is so that? Everything Actually, counts. that's not the conversation. Hey, <laughs> hey, right? As soon as you find out you got it, uh, mm, uh, that's why I'm like this. Right? That tells you the mind-body connection, right? Definitely. It's, it's very strong. Definitely. Very strong. I thugged it out, you know, pretty physical, physically fit. Can't tell for the shirt. But, <laughs> but I did want to ask if you, if I already have the antibodies, right? Because essentially that's what a vaccine does for you, right? Yes. What is the difference between already contracting the virus and and getting the vaccine? Can I still pass it to someone? And if you have the vaccine, can you still pass it to someone? What is it? What what will be the benefits of someone in my situation to get the vaccine? Hey, great questions. Um, that's a lot, and so I'm a I'm a try to answer each and every one of them. And if anyone got any specific questions, obviously hit me up. But the difference between contracting it naturally versus getting the vaccine, right? Contracting it naturally, you have to go through the mud, right? You have to get sick and you can be lucky like you and have miles, actually not even you, you can be lucky like one person have no symptoms, mm. which happens to a lot of people, right? You can be you, have mild symptoms. Worst headache in my life. You know? I thought I had brain cancer. I'm not even going to lie to you. Well, hey, that's a little, you more in the no, moderate stage. No, then, seriously, it was crazy. I, I don't want that for you. I'm sorry you have to go through that. But there's some people that have just mild, you know, sniffles. That's why everybody says it's like a mild thing. And then you can be like that patient that I saw die. You know what I mean? All of them had coronavirus. Uh, and all of them, I mean, some of them maybe had different variants, but mm. all of them had it. They had to go through that for their body to be exposed and then build the immunity to it, right? Whereas with the vaccine, the vaccine is giving you this. And it's important to get to what type of vaccines these are, right? These vaccines aren't like the flu vaccine or some of the other vaccines where they give you some of the virus, right? Where they give it's you important a, to know. A, that's exactly. important to know. There are some viruses that are give you live attenuated virus, or they give you viruses that are inactivated, but your body still sees them. This these vaccines don't give you any of the virus. They give you basically in, the instructions, the recipe of how to cook up the spike protein, which is all your body cares about because that's the most important part of the uh, infectivity. The virus needs the spike protein to get into the cell. So your body says, okay, cool. If I have this recipe on how to make protection against the spike protein, I'm going to get that in just a shot, make that protection. And now if I do see the virus because someone exposed me, now I already have that protection. So you didn't have to go through the risk of potentially getting sick. Mm -hmm. And again, you may have had no symptoms when you were sick, which I hope that's the case for anybody that gets sick. Or you may be the person that ends up in the hospital that I got to see. So that's the difference between that. Can you still infect somebody with the virus? The short answer is we don't know, right? We believe though that, and from what we've seen from all, from the thousands of patients that were studied, is that once you have the vaccine, you have much less virus in your system. That just makes sense because you have antibodies that are in there just knocking each virus that comes in out. So you have much less, right? So if both of us get infected, you never had it, I had the vaccine, your body needs time to build up that immunity, whereas my body already has that immunity. So I'm going to have less virus in my system. So then when we walk over to Duke and he has the potential to be exposed, I'm going to have a less chance of exposing him because I have less virus, whereas you have more virus in your system just because your body mm -hmm. didn't have time to, uh, to, to kill all of those. Uh, you asked a whole bunch of other questions, but <laughs> what if I had it already? If you had it, a good question. So for people that had it already, I think that, well, not, not again, Whenever I say anything in, in, in medicine, 
it ain't my opinion. The science. Right? It's it's fact. Right. It's it's fact. It's either this is what it is or this is what it ain't. Or I'll always be honest and say, I don't know. You right. know what I mean? In the situation of someone that had it before, what we've seen is that people that had the virus already, they have immunity, right? You have antibodies to the to the uh, virus. But people that had it already and already had antibodies that got the vaccine had increased immunity, meaning that their level of antibodies was more superior. Thanos. Was more. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Thanos. It was, you know, Goku up in there yeah. and it's just ready. And yeah. so we saw that. So it's like, that's the reason why people who have already had COVID should still get the vaccine because you have more immunity. Now, if I'm looking at two people and it's one person had it, one person didn't have it, who should get it? Definitely the person that didn't have it. Because I feel a little bit more comfortable with the person mm -hmm. that did because they have some immunity. That's what I'm doing. I'm allowing everybody to get theirs in before I get my oh, jab. You just, it's charity. Yeah. I feel you. I, before I get my jab, Man. I want to let everybody get their jabs. I feel you. Are people wrong for not getting their jab? Well, don't, people, don't point people at me. That... Don't put this on me. <laughs> don't you put this on me. <laughs> people that had it already? People. Sure. Period. People. <laughs> I, think, people. I think my job... And what I try to do, especially for my community, is just inform. Yep. I'm never going to tell somebody that they're wrong to not get it. I'm mm -hmm. never going to tell somebody that they're right because they got it. Um, although I do support getting it because, again, of the science and what I've seen happen to people who unfortunately didn't um, you know, do too well when they got it. I think that if you're making a decision to not get it, just know what you're doing, mm -hmm. right? Um, and know the consequences that come with it. And yeah. if you can feel comfortable with accepting those consequences and potentially getting your homie sick or potentially getting your parents sick or, you know, we've seen kids get it, potentially getting kids sick and something bad happened to them. If you can feel comfortable knowing that, well, you know, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Everybody, everybody got to, you know, have their way. Then that's on you. But if parents do have the vaccine, it is safer for them. If parents have the vaccine. Yes, like, yes, 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 yes. Right. You mean like if I didn't get vaccinated and my parents are vaccinated? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. What's most important, I think, is for parents to be vaccinated because yes. you being vaccinated means that you're protecting yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you do come in contact with someone that's not vaccinated, at least you are protected. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, you may give it to that person that's not vaccinated. And then again, they're they're going with they rolling yeah. their dice. Some people might ask, um, some black people might ask, mm -hmm. why is the vaccine being pushed so heavy on the black community, mm -hmm. right? Um, can, can you speak to that? Yeah, I think that's a that's one of those consequences of media, um, like a lot of this stuff. You know, Duke asked earlier about, um, or just you know, we talk in general about what happens in 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 you know media and people's perceptions of things and whatnot. And I think in this situation, it's because we were saw early on that black people and uh, brown people were dying at a disproportionate rate. And so everyone says, okay, this is the group we need to focus. And this is the group that's gonna be most hesitant because understandably our history has been you know, pretty fucked up. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. When it comes to uh, medicine and science, mm -hmm. which again is why I'm in my role. You know what I mean? This is why I go in 
and still show my culture and still show people that I'm one of you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm okay. just now in this position to where we don't have to keep looking at these people to try to do for us. I'm going to do for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the consequences of that is that we were pushing, pushing, pushing to the to the black community. But then the black community is just like, yo, hold up. What, what you? Y'all ain't never wanted to give right. us nothing. This why are you bad? pushing us so hard? And so I get never. the hesitation. I get it. Um, but I think that's why. It's because they were dying at a, we were dying at a, at such a disproportionate rate that it's like, okay, let's try to target this community to prevent that from happening so we don't have to keep writing this story. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you know, it keeps going in other ways and the media takes yeah. things to another level. Where, where I see Duke, Duke getting answered, he want to close us out. Well, I got, I got one last question <laughs> yeah. for you. And I, I know you're, and I'm not limiting you or putting a ceiling on you, but you're more so a physical doctor correct yeah right yeah I, I this this question is more so pertaining towards mental health and i know we just came off of last month being mental health awareness and a couple of weeks ago um naomi osaka i think i, I think i believe uh-huh. that that's her name a uh, tennis player famous tennis player last week, yeah yeah um you know she she decided to withdraw from from you know the u.s open right u.s open or yeah french open? Uh, french open french open french open and um obviously she's an athlete if it was a physical injury they would have listed her as injured right you know so i, I kind of just think a lot of these things have to do with her mental health and i kind of just want to know your thoughts because she's receiving a lot of backlash in the media you know and you know me myself being someone personally who's working on their mental health and just making sure everything is right for me upstairs before i kind of present myself to the public i kind of just wanted to get your thoughts on that and you know what you what, what, what where do you stand on her decision you know to withdraw from the from the french open and you know, do you think she's right for making that decision if it is based off her mental health? Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, I think every doctor needs to make sure that they also have a focus on mental health. So, you know, I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, but we do train in mental health and psychiatry. And it's for the reason that every patient that we see is going to have some type of uh, mental uh, health that their doctors, no matter what specialty, should be focusing on. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly believe in that mind-body connection, and I think that me as a cardiologist, and again, remember, I'm a board-certified internist, and I deal with primary care situations as well. Every illness always has a mental component as well. You know what I mean? Um, so to speak to you know what happened with her, I, I fully support what she did because one. You know, I, I always feel some type of way with how the media and sports in general treat um, black athletes. And I think for someone of her stature, particularly a woman, specifically a woman of color, to speak up and say, look, this ain't sitting right with my mental health. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to step over here mm-hmm. because y'all are worried about the financial piece where I'm worried about me. I think she did the right thing for herself. Um, and although she's getting a lot of backlash, I think she's also getting a lot of support for people that are starting to appreciate the fact that people are starting to take that focus on themselves. Um, so I, I fully support what she ended up doing. Um, and I hope it hits the, you know, French open in their pockets. And again, I'm a sports cardiologist as well. I'm a sports and exercise cardiologist. You know, you mentioned working with the, um, the LA Kings and, um, you know, I work with collegiate and high school athletes as well. So it's not just physical for me. I think that it's very important for athletes uh, to take their mental health in, into full gear. No, for sure, for sure. I mean, you, you mentioned she's getting a lot of support. I mean, I see Lewis Hamilton 
has stepped up and supported her. Uh, Will Smith yeah, stepped yeah. up and supported her. You know what I'm saying? So she's definitely getting love from the community yeah. um, uh, about her decision. As um, she should. Yeah, def- most definitely. Most definitely. Um, the last thing I want to mention before I pass it over to Duke and he closes this out. I know um, NJ mentioned his concierge service. Um, and, I, and I felt to, to notify you guys or just let you guys know what, what that is. That's the Maven Health Concierge Service. And you can find that um, in his Instagram. That's at Marie J. That's at M-E-R-I-J-E. Um, you can hit him up in his DM. His email is, is, is also in his bio as well. Um, just reach out to him if you, if you feel that you need to connect with him. You want to build a relationship um, and establish your own concierge service for you and your health and you and your family's health as well. So just keep that on your mental. Um, and yeah, dude, go ahead and just close it out, man. Yeah, man. So if this is your first time watching or listening to us, then um, you know, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you stay tapped in um, tell all with all our episodes, man. There's plenty of dialogue that, um, you know, that helps shift your shift your perspective or heighten your perspective. Um, the purpose of this episode was to, you know, help disrupt the narrative, you know, surrounding Black people and Black professionals, right? That, you know, they can be fun and they can be hip and they can be cultured and they can be they can have tattoos and have unique hairstyles and still be. Um, the best in their field, right? So thank you, Doc, for, um, you know, helping us um, deliver that message. But as usual, we like to close out um, every episode and we like to give you guys as much value as possible. Last season, we were doing podcasts, but this season, we're going to open it up a little bit, um, whether it be podcast, whether it be a book, whether it be movie um, or any, you know, type of deal that we can, you know, we feel can help you. Right. So we're talking about mental health. We're talking about mental mental health. Um, last month was my first time going to therapy. And um, it's something that I felt was a part of me that I was I was missing. Right. It was my first time going. I didn't think I was going to have that experience, but I loved it. Right. So today I am going to give you this website. It's called therapy therapy for black men. Right. Dot org therapy for black And um, if you are looking for therapy, if you are having any mental, um, you know, health issues or you need someone to talk to or you're just looking for that outlet, man, go to therapy um, for black They have different therapists in different cities. You can find, you know, what you're looking for there um, and tell them nice and neat sent you. Um, but with that said, man, I'm Duke. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan. And I'm MJ. And this is nice and neat, and that's that on that. I'll be the one to take the risk to go and get them bands. I'll be the one to never sit and go and make a plan. Knowing my mother getting old now, I'm kind of time. Gotta keep a couple for the road, the rest get left behind. Yeah. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba.